Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday. It's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That all even wave. Get on that bandwagon. Let's get it going. Lots to get into. NBA playoffs. It's been a wild one. The Clippers, I'll discuss that later. Sixers tie up the series. They force a game seven. That's going to be an interesting one. We have Nets Bucks tonight. That's going to be interesting as well. Phone a friend is back with my man QG. We're going to talk everything playoff basketball as well as our beloved Lakers. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. <sighs> I don't even know how to do this. Ah, uh, um. <laughs> my 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 lips can't form the words. <sighs> Congratulations to the Los Angeles Clippers for getting to their first. Western Conference Finals in franchise history. Congrats to Paul George for having a, a very good series. That, that's all I can do. That, that's all I'm doing. I'm sorry. That's all I'm doing. Let me just get it out of the way. I went ahead and did it. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I saw from last night. Game six between the Clippers and the Jazz. There's only two things I can actually say about that game. Two people that I can really bring up. Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert. So, let's go ahead and look at what happened in that game, shall we? The Clippers went nuts for three. They went small. They played Nicholas Batum. They played Marcus Morris. They played Ivica Zubats six minutes. The entire game because they realized that their best lineup is with Zubats on the bench. More firepower, more flexibility, more versatility. That's what Ty Lu saw after the first two games of the series. And he made the adjustment, right? Quinn Snyder, on the other hand, did not do that. Because guess what Quinn Snyder did last night? 
He played Rudy Gobert 42 minutes. And out of those 42 minutes, Rudy Gobert gives you 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 fouls, right? His plus minus was a negative 24, and you kept him in the game. He didn't even have any blocks. So I want to know if a coach gets paid to make smart adjustments, because that's a part of your job title. How does that happen? Terrence Mann had the night of his life. I don't want to take anything away from that young man. He had a great game, 39 points. But the reason behind his 39 points was because Quinn Snyder had one of the worst coaching nights I've ever seen. And I've said this numerous times on this show over the last few episodes. There's a trend going on here. I'm going to get into that right after this, though. So at what point in your mind as a head coach do you say to yourself, maybe it's time to just put Royce O'Neal at the five and, and get our shooters in here. Let's get let's let's match up this way because Rudy can't close out on these shooters. He's not getting there fast enough. They're putting him in high pick-and-roll situations, and they're just rotating the ball around and hitting open threes. That's exactly what was going on. And on top of that, he went zone. He went zone. I I just, I can't, I can't. The level of incompetence is just off the charts. And it goes back to what I was saying from Jump Street. It's Utah. It's Utah. This is why I never bought them as a real true title contender because it's Utah and Rudy Gobert. But never in a million years did I think that Quinn Snyder would do this. I thought he'd be smarter than this. To realize that Rudy Gobert is virtually unplayable in a series like this. And you still played him over 35 plus minutes a game every game in this series. How? How does that make sense? You want me to read his line to you again? 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 fouls, minus 24 in 42 minutes. So do you understand what that means? That when he's on the floor, they're a minus 24 in regards to scoring. They were outscored 24 points with Rudy Gobert on the floor. Newsflash, final score of the game. 131-119. You can't make this up. You're up 25 points in this game, and you lose by 12? Do you understand what type of point swing that is? Utah. Rudy Gobert. I've been saying this since last season. The Utah Jazz need to really evaluate their roster. They need to realize that Spider's the guy to build around, and you can get any rim-running big to do exactly what Rudy Gobert does. You can get two of them. Two of them to replace that type of production. But you don't have to pay $30-plus million for it. That's the problem. This is why this team is bad. Rudy Gobert is the main reason why they lost this series. I'm going to say it. Rudy Gobert is the main reason why they lost this series. The other reason is Quinn Snyder. So Utah has a lot of decisions to make, honestly. For the Clippers, they head to the Western Conference Finals, like I said, for the first time in their history. They're going to go against a Phoenix Suns team that's very good, 
but we don't know if Chris Paul is going to be available. So you have one team that Kwai's may be out, maybe he'll come back, and Chris Paul, we don't know exactly what his future holds in regards to availability. The Twilight Zone NBA playoffs continue. They continue. And like I said a couple weeks ago, I have a dark feeling that the Clippers are going to win the NBA championship. I hope it doesn't happen. I have a dark feeling. I, I really do that the Clippers are going to win the title. The cardiac Clippers is what I'm hearing. It, it's just, uh, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It really is. But let's segue into game six between the Sixers and the Hawks. The Sixers win the game 104 to 99. Joel Embiid has a bad game, but they end up surviving. They end up getting good performances out of Tobias Harris and also Seth Curry. But the elephant in the room continues to be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is he is virtually unplayable offensively. 25 minutes, 6 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 fouls. The man is like I said, he's virtually unplayable Ben Simmons in the playoffs right now shooting free throws he's 14 for 41 14 for 41 I know a guy off the street that can be able to shoot better than that I know a guy that's probably never played basketball in his life can shoot better than 14 for 41 he is a professional athlete the only thing that he has to do is play basketball and he's shooting 14 for 41 from the free throw line. He has made no improvements offensively to his game since he got into the league. I don't understand how Philadelphia, how their organization isn't fed up with Ben Simmons. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just waiting until their season is over for them to do something about it. Because I, I honestly can feel and sense the frustration in Doc Rivers. I can feel and sense the frustration in Joel Embiid and his teammates. It's like, you're out here and you're doing nothing. You're 6'10". You are a 6'10 liability. Really? You can't score more than six points in a game being 6'10"? Driving to the basket? Embiid is not a guy that clogs up the lane. He can be able to step outside. And hit shots. He is literally a detriment to his team. He really is. So I'm curious to see exactly what happens in the game seven. Because I don't trust Doc Rivers. I don't trust Ben Simmons. Seth Curry's never been in that situation. Tobias Harris is good, but we don't know what to expect. What what do we expect out of this team in the game seven? What? We know that Joel Embiid is going to show up. Even if he has a bad shooting night like he did last night. He's still going to make sure that he does the little things, rebounding, blocking shots, you know, making sure that, you know, he's engaging emotionally with his teammates. That's what we're going to get out of Joel Embiid. Yes, he had eight turnovers. Like I said, he did not have a great game. But through all of those bad turnovers and missed shots, he was only a minus one. So he didn't play that bad. In regards to the grand scheme of things. Because like I said, he did a lot of things to help his team win this game. He had a lot of clutch rebounds in that fourth quarter. But Ben Simmons, I don't, I don't see any positives. Yes, he's a great defender. But offensively, 
there's nothing. There's just nothing positive about this guy's game offensively. Zero. Zero. But let me talk about the real issue that I have. It's the coaching around the NBA in these playoffs. I've been watching basketball a long time. And there's been bad coaches. There's been bad sequences. There's been bad games, series, all of that stuff. I've never seen a collection of bad coaching like this ever in basketball. It's the reason why I'm calling it the Twilight Zone playoffs. Because it's like all of these coaches are reading from the same handbook, the same playbook. How do you not understand that you have to make adjustments? Quinn Snyder, Doc Rivers, Mike Budenhoser, the list goes on. All of these terrible coaching decisions. Like we're battling something else other than COVID in the air. Like what's going on? What's going on with all these bad, poor choices? Quinn Snyder better be very lucky that he doesn't lose his job over a series like this. Because I can go back from last year when he had a 3-1 lead against Denver and he blew that one. Now you're talking about a 2-0 lead in the series and you blow this one. You lose four straight games. You were up 25 points and you lost by 12. Same thing I can say about Philly. You're up Big points in back-to-back games in four and five, and you lose. This is a problem. I don't understand what's going on with these coaches. Maybe it's a pride thing. This is what got us here, so we're going to stick with that. That doesn't win championships. If Frank Vogel would have thought like that last season, Lakers wouldn't be champions. He decided that in a big series with a smaller opponent, he can't play Dwight and JaVale. They got to sit. You got to do that. You got to be versatile. You got to understand how to make adjustments. That's how you win NBA championships. And maybe this is the reason why Doc Rivers only has one. Maybe this is the reason why the Utah Jazz under Quinn Snyder can't get any farther than where they've gotten. It's probably why Coach Budenhoser hasn't gone as far as he's gotten either. It's so bad that it's really hard to watch the basketball games. Because I watch basketball differently. I don't just watch it like a casual fan. I watch all the adjustments. I'm, I watch the half-court sets. I watch after the, the timeout, what plays that they run outside of the timeout. All of these particular things, defensive schemes, how they hedge, how they screen, how they play the, the, the actual staggered screens. All of these particular things I look at. And all of these coaches in these situations have failed. They have failed miserably. Shouts to Ty Lu. Shouts to Ty Lu to understand and get exactly what his team needed to do to put Zubats on the bench and understand that he needs to get more athletes out there, more guys that can be able to shoot. He made the adjustments. Quinn Snyder didn't. This is why the Clippers are moving on. Simple. Very simple. But we're going to see what happens next round because we know that Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. So we're going to have two good coaches going at it. Can't wait to see it. But do I have a feeling that Phoenix can beat the Clippers? There's a part of me that does, but there's that black cloud that keeps hanging over these playoffs. The nightmare continues. The basement dwellers have kicked open the basement door. They're attacking the people at the top. They are holding Staples Center ransom. It's it's a disaster. It really is. It really is. Moving on. Moving on. 
There's a report out there that says that Zion Williams, his family, they're unhappy with being in New Orleans. They're unhappy with, you know, what's going on there, the treatment or whatever it is. And I'm like, why is this a story? Why is this a story? You see, the thing is, a lot of people do things so they don't get backlash. A lot of people say things and tote this line and do that all because they want to keep this pretty boy or innocent image about themselves. When in actuality, they should just keep it real. They should be honest and say that, no, nah, I don't like that. No, nah, I don't want to go there. That is not the place for me. Steve Francis, many years back, was projected to be selected by the Vancouver Grizzlies at that time. And you know what Steve Francis and his representative said? We are not showing up to Vancouver. Do not select us. Do not draft us. If you do, we are not showing up to camp. It's not happening. Steve Francis was labeled a bad guy, right? Oh, how can he be able to put down this demand? Who is Steve Francis? But at the end of the day, they respected it because they knew that he was not joking around. That's what you do. If Zion and his representatives and his family didn't want to be with the Pelicans, you should have said it from day one. We do not want to be drafted by the Pelicans. We want to go to New York. And guess what would have happened? The Pelicans and the Knicks would have probably made a trade for that one and three. But you decided that you wanted to go to New Orleans because you didn't want to dirty up Zion's image. Well, guess what? If he decides to leave New Orleans in a year or two, his image is already dirty, isn't it? He's not that wholesome Young man that wants to carry this afterthought of a franchise that no superstar player wants to play for. He was supposed to be that guy to bring the Pelicans out of the darkness into the light. Well, newsflash, Zion wants to play in a big market. Oh, shock. He wants to be in the big stage, New York, L.A., Chicago, those places. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans, but I could have told you that from day one. His reps, his family, they did not get the memo. They should have did what Steve Francis did. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You know, with the Duke scandal that he possibly allegedly took money, and now you're hearing all of these particular rumors and stuff going around, maybe, just maybe, Zion is not squeaky clean like how everybody portrays him to be or how he portrays himself to be. So why don't you just keep it real? Be honest with yourself and be honest with the people that you're actually going into business with. Because at least if you're honest, they can never say that they never saw it coming. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my boy QG. On a Saturday, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, my man, get the joint. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. All Even. 
Yo, you, oh my God, what's up with you, man? Now you, well, that's the shot of your keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want your all even podcast, right? Yeah, all all even. even podcast, right? All yeah. even. Uh, That's your man. My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. Hundred percent, he cool. Is he cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Welcome back, y'all. So now let's get to my favorite segment. Phone a friend. Call him up. Call him up. Call him up, call him up, call him up, call him up, call him up. I'm beating for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a very good friend of mine. He's a co-host of the Rap Lab podcast. I've known him for a good, good while. Welcome to the show, my man Chris. How you doing, man? I'm finally here. Yes, yes. Thank you for having my brother be here on your show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. True G is finally here on the show, man. So listen, you know, I'm a big fan, big fan of yours, big fan of the Rap Lab. You know, we 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 have mutual interests in regards to wrestling. We 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 are Laker fans as well. You know what I'm saying? You're a little bit more, more adverse in the hip hop than I am. But you know what I'm saying? Respect to you. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, I, you know, I love your show, man, all your basketball knowledge. Anytime that I need to hear something or know something, not just basketball, but sports in general, too, because there's a lot of sports that you cover, man. Facts, so, facts, facts. Anytime I, I mention any any news, any updates, you know, I know where to come to. It's all about all even. Of course, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, you know, tell me a little bit about Rap Lab. How's it going? You know what I'm saying? I, I seen that y'all switched things up in regards to – you know, covering some some latest news because you guys were more you guys were more like you know nostalgic hip hop. Now you're covering you know trending new stuff. So I, I and I like the direction that y'all going in. So you know, kind of talk about that a little bit. Well, what's been going on in the rap lab? You know, we all realized. You know, myself, um, the Candyman, Alfred, the Rev Barber, MC. Shout out to yeah, Shout outs to my brothers and the homeboy To. Yes, you Tio. know, you know, you know, we see that vintage hip-hop will always be what it is you know it will always be appreciated but the people out there they want to they want to keep up with what's going on and what's going current especially people that don't really follow hip-hop but they follow the news so follow the news and then they'll tune in and see hey well you know what this is what's going on here so let's check this out and you know we just decided to just mix in a little bit of both you know we could keep up with the what's going on today and we can still keep it traditional. And a lot of times, nine times out of 10, a lot of the old school stuff is still being covered anyway. So Right, right, right. Yeah, so we try to mix it in and try to give people their flowers, you know, especially artists who we may not be into like that. But, you know, we follow the movement, we follow the culture, and everybody's a part of it. So we got to cover it. Exactly, exactly. And the fact that y'all are covering that new stuff, y'all get the, the young crowd in there so they can be able to get that history lesson for the nostalgic stuff, you know what I'm saying? So you kind of cover all bases. I like that. I like that. So, Chris, True G, my man, you know, this is a sports show. So I, I in, my, in my opening segment, I had to congratulate the Clippers. I had to. It, I'm, was, I'm the, a- it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was hard, especially with... All the ridicule that the Clippers were getting as far as being the sister team and the B team. And I mean, you and I, you said it, we're Laker fans. They right. play, 
You know what I mean? Right. And to see still being able to make it here and still, you know, represent L.A. I see the fans are really behind it. And it's been a dog fight for those guys. So I got to give them credit. I got to salute to them and say, hey, you know, they they came so far and they're still here and they're fighting. So I got I got to give them their respect. Kawhi Leonard, George, all the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get all that. I get all that, Truji, but uh, <laughs> they, they still in the basement. I don't care how good they doing right now. They will always be in the basement. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm just waiting for the collapse because that's what I'm used to. So maybe maybe this is the Twilight Zone playoffs. Maybe this is the upside down. Maybe this is Stranger Things where the Clippers are going to win the championship. I don't know. I don't know, but I still don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I hey, don't want to see. It. Hey, bro, I'm still waiting for the guy to come out in the suit and say we're in the twilight zone. Right. You know? Exactly. 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 Like, is this oh man? And I'm like, ah, yeah. I mean, they're still in the basement. You know, right now, right now we're on vacation. Right now, you know, we had to tell them we're like, hey, okay, we're gonna be away for a while. So you kids behave yourselves. <laughs> All right. The grown-ups come back, you know, just remember this is our house. Right, you know, right, right, right. Nah, I, listen, I, I, we, right. we 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 definitely got to give him respect, Hugh. We definitely got to give him respect. Um, you know they they they're bucking the odds right now, being down 0-2 in two consecutive series. And I listen, I I don't know, man, but I do want to say this, and I've been saying it all year. It's it's the Jazz. It's Utah. You mm-hmm. gotta expect. Utah is going to be Utah. They're going to struggle. They're going to they're gonna do what they do, and that's choke it away. That's one. Two, mm-hmm. when you have Rudy Gobert to rely on, this is exactly what's going to happen. He played, exactly. he played 42 minutes last night. He had no blocks, 12 points, 10 rebounds, five fouls, and he had a minus 24 in the game. That's how bad he was. So if you if if everybody doesn't know what what a plus minus means, that means your impact on the floor. So while he was on the court, QG, they were outscored 24 points. They <sighs> lost the game by 12. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah, the math adds up. I remember looking at it and I was like, my God, like, I mean, this. What's going on here? Are they ever going to turn it around, or, or, or I mean, or are they just going to let this thing run away? And I think, and I think the pressure was on too because I kept hearing the comparisons about, you know, the great players on the Utah Jazz, like this, right. this guy's better than Karl Malone. This guy's better than John Stockton, and, right. you know, and 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 again, it was already put out there. Like, how can you make those comparisons now, when? They have been here, and like you said, they've fallen. They've choked, you know what I mean? And and it's happened. And again, right. you're in the game to win championships. Right. And when you're coming in here, you know, sometimes the pressure does get to you. And the other team, like you said, it was a dogfight. The Clippers is like, hey, we don't want to go home. You know, we've had our uphill downs, but we still got to come together. We got to get our fundamentals together, and we got to show these guys Who's more playoff ready? Who's more playoff tested as far as players go? Right. Right. Nah, definitely, man. I mean, listen, they for for Stephen A. Smith to come out and say that Donovan Mitchell is the greatest Utah Jazz player of all time. I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we you, doing? He, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
he's good. He's good. I, I'm not going to say that he's not good. Right. But come on now. We talking about Carl Malone. We talking about John Stockton. We talking about a whole bunch of other players, man. We, you, you, people got to relax. You know what I mean? Got- and what and what we saw in that in that series is that listen, Donovan Mitchell did his thing. But when you got Rudy Gobert, you're not winning nothing. So what they're gonna have to do is make some decisions in regards to is Rudy Gobert gonna stay on this team? Because the way I see it, if they go get themselves some rim running bigs, Chris, in regards to guys that can be able to shot block and rebound, like if they get two guys that can do that, that can fill the void that Rudy Gobert is is, is doing right now. So Absolutely. they don't need to pay a guy $30 million to do what he's doing. Exactly. Because you need those guys down in that middle to get that, to get them rebounds, to right. get that. You got, you got Rudy Gobert missing these shots. Somebody got to get it or right. either or dish it back out. If you right. don't have, and it's just going to be empty buckets all night. Right. So, you know, the, the shouts to Tyron Lue, the fact that he knew that he had to go small in the series to get more athletic and Quinn Snyder did not make the adjustments. That was a difference in the series. Clippers end up winning four straight games, and the rest is history. So I gotta props. I gotta I gotta hand it to that guy, man. He really, really turned things around. I I, I was impressed with him. Yeah, I was imp- no, I, for real, man. I didn't think that they could be able to turn it around, but they were able to hold on and do it, and the momentum was on their side. Facts, 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 facts. Now, what did you think about the Sixers and the Hawks game? I won't lie to you. Now, you know, I've never been a Knicks fan. Never, ever, 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 ever. So when I saw what Ice Trey was doing, I said, yo, I like this kid. This kid <laughs> came out here to New York. So everybody was quiet. It's cold in here. You know what I mean? So right. I said, I'm going to watch this kid very close. And with the 76ers, seeing Embiid, you know, being an MVP caliber player and everything like that, I said, okay, this matchup is going to be interesting. Plus, you already brought up that with wrestling fans. You see Embiid out with Triple H, the generation. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the clash right here. So the series was very, very interesting, but the Hawks got them shooters, man. Yeah. That's what I like about them. They got them shooters. So, you know, Philly's a strong team. I even had a conversation with my dad. He was like, Philadelphia is in the playoffs. I said, "Yeah, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they're going against a tough team, Atlanta. Atlanta's always been known for their shooting. So I've been, you know, I always looked at them and said, "Okay, this is this is this is a huge opportunity for them." And I like what Trey is doing. I love the attitude. I love the swagger of the team. I love the fact that they elevated themselves after they beat New York. Because after they beat New York, they just was like, "Okay, now we rolling. We can right. do this." Right, so right, you- right see the confidence in Atlanta and I'm like okay uh, so I got my eye on them but that's serious and, and you know how Philly play Philly play tough yeah tough. they hard they rugged out there in Philadelphia you you've seen the 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 uh confrontations back and forth the aggressiveness and the and the and the plays that they so I was like okay I like this kind of series you know what I mean yeah not definitely man so what are your thoughts about Ben Simmons though because Ben Simmons is getting a lot of heat in regards to him just being him just being an offensive, uh, I don't know. Like, he just, he can't get right offensively. Since he's been in the league, the man has no game. No offensive game at all. He can't shoot free throws. He can't score. He has six points last night, 25 minutes. He ha- he was he was a no-show. He cannot, he cannot help Embiid and the rest of that team 
kind of get over the hump. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. Like, do you see Ben Simmons still being on this team after next season or after the season? Uh, you know what? I could see him being there a little bit longer. It's like your last shot. And, you know, Big Ben, I get I get the difficulties, you know, with the free throws and just just trying to find your footing, which is interesting because he's been in the league for a minute. Yeah, fine footing idea. He's been in the league a long time now, man. And, and it's like the struggle is still there and you can still see it. So it's like I see one more shot. If he if he if he frogs it up again, then it's the door for him, man. I, I feel. But facts, I think I'll go around see how that goes around and and, and and his players everybody got to talk to him they got to tell him hey man look we need you out there you know like and it's like you said with Embiid there's only so much one person can do right unless you're Kevin Durant but there's only so much one person <laughs> can do so it's, especially when the when the emergency is up you got to put them buckets in you know what I mean so I need my guy holding down, holding strong. And it reminds me of what I saw earlier. I'm sure you've probably seen this. A quote from Kobe Bryant where they where they said to him, you know, hey, man, you should pass the ball, man. Hey, oh, yeah. I, don't, worth it. I don't like their work ethic, so why should I pass the ball? Right, right. And, and listen, that's how Embiid, that's how Embiid probably feels about Simmons because the thing is, what the, the problem with Simmons is that he's 6'10", he has all of these skills. I've always said that he's a master of none. He can be able to do a lot of things, but he's a master of none. And the right. problem with him is not his, it's not his physical ability. It's his desire. He looks like a guy that does not want to play basketball. He doesn't care. He doesn't gotta- care about, about, ba- uh, about getting better, about improving. That's what mm-hmm. bothers me about the guy. That's right. So, and so in this matter of time, you got you to gotta put in that work. And, and again, it goes with what we're saying about a lot of the injuries that's been taking place. You know, like we know a lot of guys when the season's over and everything is done, what are you doing? Are right. you still him? Are you still training? Are you still putting in that work? Because when you come back, you got to come back hot. Right. A lot of a lot of people, you know, like you say, they just be slacking. Oh, well, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm playing six points. No, nah, man, you got to you. You got to put some work in here, man. You Thanks. want that shit. You got to come out there and take it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, listen, I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree. So, you know, we we are probably an hour away from Nets, Bucks, Game 7, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving is, is out. Uh, you, got, you got Giannis and you got Middleton and you got Drew Holiday on the other side. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Who do you got and why? Here's, here's how I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a dog fight back and forth because this is game seven. This is clutch time. And based on what I've seen back and forth at the time where I thought that, okay, the Nets got this, but then the injury started happening. Right. And then the Bucks did a 360. Giannis came out of there and he just started playing great. Middleton, all these guys stepped up. I got the Bucks. I got the bucks. You're smart man. You're smart man. You're smart I, man, QG. It's, right? like, it's <laughs> like, like the pendulum done swung on the other side. And I'm like, because even though even though Kevin Durant had that monumental game, I will right. not take away. That's the legendary historical it's, game. It's the historic game. Respect it. It's 
was fantastic. I sat there, I was in awe. I was like, this guy shut up all the naysayers. I'm proud of him. That game will always be there. And it's kind of sad because you play your heart out. You want to go all the way. But that turnaround, when these guys came back together, the Bucks as a team, I said, now we're talking. Back. I said, they, they are ready. They're going to take this. I got them taking this game tonight in a good one, in a close one. Uh, it's 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 going to be good, man. And again, for a guy like Giannis, you know, to you know, to get here because you, you've seen it before so many times. The Greek freak, an MVP caliber player, great guy, you know, for him to finally get here. All he needs is that missing piece. Right. Right. You need that championship ring. And when you and when you get a chance that you it's like that brass ring, man, you're climbing that ladder your fingertips away from reaching out for it. And now this is your opportunity to get it. You don't want nothing to get in the way. The pendulum has swung to the Milwaukee. <laughs> I got them beating the Nets, man, and going and, and just, and just going to the finals, man. See, this is why you my homie. This is, this is why, this is why me and you bang, man. This is why oh, yeah. me and you are friends because at the end of the day, you understand exactly what you're seeing. You're not, you're not getting getting swept up into the trend and all that stuff. Listen, nah. I felt the same way from the season started. I said, listen, Brooklyn is my even before they got hardened. I said Brooklyn is possibly the favorite to get to the finals. Yes, if there's one team that's going to stop them, it's going to be Milwaukee. I've said that from day one. Then when they got James Harden, everybody's like, oh, so it's a done deal. They get into the finals. I said that may be everybody's, you know, notion or thought process. But the one team that's going to get in their way is the Milwaukee Bucks. I've said it all yeah. year. And it's here now. It's game seven. I still have Milwaukee winning the series. I originally had them winning the six. Now it's seven. So yep. we'll see We'll see what's going to happen. The only thing that concerns me about the Bucks tonight well, there's a few things that concerns me about the Bucks tonight. It's Chris Middleton on the road. He's never mm -hmm. been a player that has played well on the road. He's a home guy. When he's home, he lights it up. He loves his home crowd. He has confidence there. Cool. So True. that's one flag. I need Drew Holiday to stop shooting threes like he's Steph Curry. He's yeah. not Steph Curry. He's a guy that gets to the basket. He's a mid-range guy. He's a, he's a finisher at the rim. Stop shooting threes. The other thing is Giannis. Get your butt in that, in that paint. And do some damage because when he was when he was dominant in that game six, he was in the paint working. Yeah. He wasn't out there shooting no jump shots, shooting threes. We don't need to see none of that this game. And no. the last thing is the coach, Boonholzer. He needs to realize that Brooke Lopez can't play in this game. Brooke no. Lopez cannot play in this game. Play Giannis and play P.J. Tucker at the four and five. That's what you yeah. need to do for the entire game. And, and not worry about Brooke Lopez getting, you know, being able to hit the outside shot. He may be able to shoot the three, but he can't guard anybody on the other side that can shoot the three too. So That's it's, it's right. a, it's a, you, you can't, you can't really do that. If you're going to give up the three, that doesn't make sense. You got to have guys that can be able to, to get out there to contest shots, to play good defense, to move their feet in the pick and roll. And with Brooke Lopez out there, they don't have that. So Boone Hosen needs to stop the nonsense and stop this 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 epidemic that's been happening in these playoffs with these bad coaching decisions because everybody's doing it. Boone Hoser, you had Quinn Snyder, he 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 crapped the bed last night in regards to Utah. 
You had uh, you had Doc Rivers who continues to crap the bed in his in his career. We're, we're going to see what happens in Game Seven with them. I don't trust him in the Game Seven, but we'll see. So you know, yep. there's a lot of things that are going on, but I still like Milwaukee to win this game in Game Seven. Definitely. I don't know. I, you, you stay. That that's why we homies, man. We see it. We see it the exact same way. Right. And I'm so happy that you brought up the coaching because there's a lot of times where I'm watching the game. And I'm seeing all these switch-ups. I'm seeing all these moves. I'm like, what are you doing? Right, right. What's the purpose of that? Right. And and, and do not put Lopez out there. Please do don't, it. don't do it. Just don't do it. Save yourself the trouble. You gotta, you, you, you got you got these guys on the run. You got the Nets on the run. Right. Do what you're doing. Giannis, stay in that paint. This is right. where this is your masterpiece. This is your canvas. Facts. Do, Go out there, man. Go in there and dominate. Use your attributes because when they call him the Greek for the reason. When they he's going him, to the rim, they can't stop him. So we'll just keep doing that. No, keep doing what you're doing. It's a yeah. good works. Listen, every time he shoots the ball, QG, I, I feel like breaking my TV. Every <laughs> time. It doesn't matter if he makes it or not. I feel like breaking my TV. That's what I feel about Anthony Davis. Every time oh, we my give Listen, don't talk about him. Don't talk about him. I don't want I don't want my pressure to go up right now. Let's, let's, let's not talk about him. Let's not talk about him. You know I, done, I done yelled so many times and I don't like to yell, but I've yelled so many times because of that guy. So I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you hear the Zion news? Oh yeah. Uh they haven't been able to make his family happy, huh? What are your thoughts about that? <sighs> you know what? It's kind of interesting when I look at look at a situation like that because it makes me think like who is it who is it really about you know what I mean is it about is it about Zion is it about the league is it about the team is it who 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 decides what is what here yeah who, what is best for this kid you know what I mean and I'm not in his head I don't know what he's feeling I look at I look at him and I think hmm where could he go. You know, what What team could benefit from him? And, you know, he's a good player. He reminds me He reminds me of when Dave Batista got to Evolution. <laughs> because, because Triple H said this quote, and, and you remember how big Dave Batista was back in the days, monster, huge. Right, right, right. And he wasn't destined to be the one to go all the way and be a big superstar. But Triple H said he's this lump of clay. He has the tools. Right, you can mold him. He just needs to be molded. So this tells you about the Pelican program. How do you mold this guy? What do you what do you want? What do you want to shape this guy into? You know, when somebody is on a team, a high caliber player, they become the embodiment of that team. It's, be, it's because through the coaching and through the fans and through the culture, how do you mold this kid? Right. So what is this kid's identity? And I think and that's the thing with it with a lot of players. When you talk about the Steph, Steph Curry, you think about the Warriors. When you talk about, you know, Col you know, the great Kobe Bryant, you think about the Lakers. When you talk about the Knicks, you think of Patrick Ewing. You talk about the Bulls, you talk about Michael Jordan. It's like they've become the embodiment and molded into that team. So when I think of Zion, I'm like, has this kid really found it? As good as you are, you need a foundation to teach you and educate you that way you can elevate your game and elevate your craft and come up to that level that we know you can play at. 
So it's like, what do you do here? So it's like, it's like an enigma when I think of this kid, honestly. I'm like, does he stay? Does he go? What's going to happen? Right, right, right. Now, I agree, man. I, 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 think, I think the thing with Zion's family is that they never wanted to be in New Orleans. Mm. You know, they, they had their eyes and their, their hearts fixated on New York. Remember, everybody was saying that Zion's going to Zion's gonna end up in New York. Knicks are going to get the number one pick. He's going to go there and, 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 and turn the entire franchise around. And then the Pelicans ended up getting the number one pick. Zion yep. wants to be in a big market. Yes. But my problem with Zion and his representatives and his family is that why didn't they pull a Steve Francis? If you mm. don't want to be in New Orleans, you should have told them from the jump, don't draft me. I'm not showing up. So mm. if, you, if you draft me, it'll be the biggest mistake. You better make sure that you work out a trade with somebody else because I'm not going there. Steve right. Francis said he's not going to Vancouver. He's not going to, to, to play for no Grizzlies. So they that's had right. to figure it out. If that's yep. what, if, if you wanted to pull a power move because you're Zion Williamson, you had the choice to do that. But the problem that they ran into was an image thing. They don't want to dirty up this pretty boy's image. You know, he's this young kid, smiles a lot, you know, all of this. They don't right. want to say that, oh, okay, well, you know, he, he has this different side to him. Screw all that. Be yourself. If you don't want to be somewhere, don't go. Exactly. Because it's your career. You got to think about your career. You got to think about your future. Right. Because you look, QJ, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, if he does leave within a year or two or three, isn't it the same reaction that they're going to get, if, if not worse, because he actually was here? So mm -hmm. you might as well just, like, save them the, the, the disappointment and the letdown by not even playing there. You play there for three, four, five years and leave, they're not going to like that either. So you're, right. so you're still going to be the bad guy. Yeah, still. You're going to be the bad guy no matter what decision. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. So you, you might as well just, just, just do it, do it at, you know, at the jump. That's right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, man. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that Zion is going to leave within the next year and a half. Yeah. Something tells me another year and a half he's going to be out of there. Now. Hey, well. Yeah. Hey, well, any any player that wants to be a player and want to be a star and don't want to worry about a receding hairline and a guy with an orange and blue sweater clapping, wearing saying, come here. Come to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk that I'm hearing, man. That it, it's it's I, I don't see how it, how a trade can be possible. We don't have any trade pieces to be able to get a Zion, but um, you know oh. we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This is going to be an interesting summer. Uh, a yeah. lot of moves are going to be made, and I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts about what happened in Dallas? You know, Dallas loses. Uh, Rick Carlisle decides to step down. He had two more years on his deal. And he said, listen, I'm out of here. And he's not, he's not retiring because he said, I'm looking forward to other coaching opportunities. So he's not retiring. He's not taking any time off. He wants yeah. to coach again. He just didn't want to deal with Dallas. What are your thoughts on that? I was kind of, you know, I was kind of shocked when, you know, when I heard that news, I was like, I feel I feel bad for them, you know, especially with the story of Dirk, you know, because when Dirk was there and, 
you know, with everything that he had to deal with as far as being ridiculed and being made fun of, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're good, but you can't, you can't win the big one. And for him to finally win it, I thought that was awesome. I said, okay, you know, I mean, Dallas, you finally made it. You got that monkey off your back. You have something you could build on. The fact that they were only able to win one, I was like, hmm, what do you do here? You know, and and again, to overcome the adversity and to overcome all the odds, it felt good to see that. So now looking at what's going on, you know, what's going on with the Mavs, I feel bad for Rick because I like Rick as a coach. I think he's a very good coach. I think there was some stuff going on behind the scenes. I 100% agree with you. Yep. There was a going on. And, you know, and, and again, Mr. Shark Tank himself, he's not the easy guy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I'm sure Mark Cuban had, you know. He's crazy, some, man. He's crazy. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a nut. He's a crazy guy. You know, I mean, I, I respect his business, but, you know, you see him out there wilding out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 think, I think all of that played its part into it. And it, it was just, it was just a, a heartbreaking for Dallas because seeing who they got, all the pieces that they got together, they got promise. But yeah. stuff behind the scenes kind of – played its part so i so i think rick was like you know what let me just get out of here and start fresh you know yeah. I, I mean got some you know some knowledge some game left in me but and and i've given my my time here let me do something else elsewhere and uh yeah i think i think i think that's what's up with dallas no definitely man i, I completely agree with you i think rick carlisle looked at it as you know i'm tired of being micromanaged i'm tired of having too many hands in the pot. I'm also tired of, you know, the the little back and forth that I'm having with my star young player because That's I right. think that I think that Luca and Rick Carlisle did not have a great relationship. I think no, they, that, uh, yeah, you know, I think Luca wanted a change and he was sending like subtle shots here and there throughout the throughout the years and it's like okay, it's t- it, it, you know, Rick Carlisle probably looked at this all right, this is this is my time to go. Like I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to sully my my legacy here in this organization, uh, you know. Of the after all the things that I've done here, the 13 years that I've coached here, the championship that I've won, right. I'm, I am not going to go down like this. So I'd rather just walk away, let them have it, let them figure out what they have to do, and hopefully it works out for them. So you know, definitely respect the Rick Carlisle because I I respect guys that understand and contest like you know they can kind of like put their toe in the water and feel the temperature like all right something something's off here you know what i'm saying like let me let me get out of here before something gets bad you know what i'm saying before it really gets sour and bad and it really ruins my reputation so i'm out rick flair leaving wwf and going back to wcw That's right exactly <laughs> because it's looking for youth and he's he's the old he's the old pro. So it's like, hey, we, let me get out of here. Let me carry on my legacy back to you know to where I started and, and win a couple more championships. So right, right, I right, think right. I think Rick looking at looking at it like that, he still has so much to give. So you know, finding another team, finding another franchise to build in, it's like a breath of fresh air for him. And that's what Not he's looking. Definitely, man. Now, where so with all these coaching, you know, jobs being open. You know, we have Indiana, we have Dallas, we have Boston, we have, uh, what's the other place? Uh, Portland, mm. we have um, uh, New Orleans. 
Where do you think is the best spot for a guy like Rick Carlisle? Truthfully, I could see Rick Carlisle in Boston. Yes, me too. Me too. I and that's based off the talent. Right, right. Him taking those guys and creating a formula that they can follow. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're they're young, they're hungry. And I think it's like it's like that train that Denzel was pushing right. with no brake. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they need a mechanic. They need their Denzel to put some brake. <laughs> And, and be like, you know what? This is what th this you guys are on a runaway. You're strong. You're powerful. You're fast. But you need control. Right. And I think Rick can provide that with the Boston Celtic formula. I think he could definitely fit in on that team. Listen, man, I like that wordplay, QG. I love that wordplay just now. That, that was dope. That was dope. I ain't gonna lie to you. That, that, that was fire. <laughs> and we go back to the days with, with, with writing raps and coming up with all different. <laughs> That was fire. Now, I agree, though, man. I think that Rick Carlisle would be a great fit with Boston. I really think that he would be a great fit in Portland as well. But the thing with, with Portland is that they still need to get some defensive guys in there to be able to put everything together. We know that Dame is not a great defender. We know that CJ is undersized. We know he's not a great defender, but... If they can be able to get some good defenders with that duo, maybe Rick Carlisle can be able to do something with them. I also like, I, yeah, I also like Jason Kidd in Boston. I think Jason Kidd in Boston would be good. Um, yeah, I, I think Jason Kidd, I think Jason Kidd in Dallas would be good as well. I, I think he'd be a, a, a good fit in Dallas. I really I would. Could, I could see that. I could see, I mean, Jason Kidd is a very, very knowledgeable guy on the right. game. Right. And his expertise can definitely rub on. Like he was one of my favorite point guards, man, on the yeah. court. Man. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, like when he was in, you know, on the Nets in Jersey, and 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 the way that he would do those pretty assists, and uh, and, and 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 just the way he would dictate and control. And that's what I like about point guards. Yeah, you know, point guards are like the quarterbacks. Right, they're the coach, coach on the floor. Yeah. They're, on the floor they are the orchestrator they got the pieces all set around and it starts with them they got the ball this is what's going to happen this is where it's going to go with it so with that mentality mixed in with a coach's mentality right that's great right now nah, definitely man definitely i i 100 agree with you so the other news coming out of los angeles and it's not the team that's currently playing it's the team that's home uh you know sitting in the Sitting in the in the uh, the third floor, they're not playing right now. They're not in the basement, but they're on the third floor and they and they they're not playing. But did you hear that um that they fired the entire training staff? I got the notification on my phone that they fired <laughs> our training staff, and I said to myself, "Well, who who are you going to get to take the job now? Like, how's the training regiment's going to work? What's going to happen here?" Well, listen, with a, with a full offseason, I think they can be able to find somebody, you know, find a staff quickly. And with a full offseason, everybody will be good. But uh, this training staff, they've been under scrutiny because of Anthony Davis, because of LeBron James, because of all of these other injuries that they've had throughout the year. They've been under fire. So if they want to make a change, there's kind of like baseball when the guys are not hitting, right? Guys are not right. hitting. The first person that they're going to, 
you know, give the ax to is the hitting coach, not the manager, not the players. The hitting coach will will fall on the sword. So this is one of those situations where, you know, they want to kind of like clean it up PR wise. Hey, listen, we had a rough season in regards to health. We're changing our training staff and we're not going to have this problem going forward. So I'm okay with it. Um, I, you know, hopefully we can be able to get a, 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 a five-star, five-star staff and, and get this, get this going. But the biggest problem is that it doesn't matter who you have as trainer. If your superstar player is not doing the things that he should be doing in the off season in regards to eating right, getting right. sleep, training, all of these things, it's not going to matter. And if right. we're not talking about LeBron James. We're talking about <coughs> Anthony Davis. Anthony. Uh, right, right. right. I don't want to say no names. I don't want to point no elbows or fingers, but we we know who we talking about here, right? AD, listen to me, man. I got we we got a public service announcement for you, man. <laughs> you got to take this thing serious, bro. You got to take this thing, and, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I I'm, I'm tired of people bringing up debates saying Oh yeah, well the Lakers won a championship, but there's a but there's an asterisk next to it. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah, yeah, because it's the bubble. I don't want to hear that. Nope. If it was the team, nobody else would say that. We exactly. won exactly. We won the chip, and AD you delivered. But it's like, don't become complacent. Right. Don't get. You have to stay hungry. Right. When Kobe Bryant did an interview, when he got that ring without Shaq. Jalen um, Jalen Rose asked him, so how you feeling, man? How, how, how you feeling about everything? Man, we want another one. Right. And guess what? They got another one. Right. So, it's, it's, all, it's always it's, about being hungry, man. They, hungry. Ne- you know, never get complacent. I, I 100% agree. So you got to, you like, like you said, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the exercise. You got to diet. You got to rest. Your body is the tool. Right. When you get on that court, you got to be in the best condition that you can be. Facts. This is your livelihood, and all the members on the team have to work together as far as being healthy, as far as being ready, because when it's go time, you can't play around. Right, right, right. Nah, that's, listen, you, you you preaching to the choir right now. You're preaching to the choir, QG. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, we we talk, we talk off air. You know, you know, we're big time Laker fans. We we were sick and frustrated this entire season. So yeah. you know, things gotta change. And the thing is, when people talk about the asterisk season and all uh, the bubble, if you want to put an asterisk next to any season, it would be this one. Yes. It would be this one, not the this- one last season. It'd be this one. Yes. So I agree. 110%. This season, there'd be the asterisks because look at all the people that's been out. Right. Look at all the injuries. Look at all the stuff that's been happening here. It's like, like you said, it's bizarro land. Yep. When I hear Percy getting hurt, that I'm just like, I'm like, damn, like, do you know how much it broke my heart? And I'm not a fan of the team, but I respect this guy, Chris Paul. Right. With COVID. Crazy. And I said, I said, this man works so hard. He works so hard to get here and for this to happen to him. And I respect, even though I may not like a team, I respect the players that have worked hard and have busted their tails off to put in work. Because we know CP3 from Houston. Right. We know CP3 from before and everything like that. So now getting, and and, and again, I'm not counting Phoenix out of nowhere. I'm not counting out the Queenix Sunshines. I'm not counting out. (laughs) 
<laughs> but just for the individual achievement of a player to be out there and to finally have that moment, it's 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 it's, it's so satisfying. So for AD, especially when we won, just the emotion on his face, like man, finally, right? I made it here. You got to keep that hunger and desire every single time. Look, always hungry. Yo, yeah, oh yeah. Le- listen, Le- 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 when LeBron was a championship, he's happy, but then he's right back to work. He's right back to work because he knows and understands. Okay, I won, but I got to do it all over again next time. Right, 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 right. So best shape, best condition, best. Rest. So I hope that the training staff, you know, I hope everything comes together. But you know what we need to do, man. You know the tra- you know what we got to do for the training staff though. What, what's up? We got to get on that plane. We got to go to Russia. We got to run up mountains. We got to pull chains. We got to pull rocks. We got to fight like we fighting Drago and Rocky for <laughs> every single time. We got to do it. Listen, man, I, I, I agree with you, man. I think it's time for these dudes to start running some suicides again, man. They, they, they may have to, they may have to like do some old school, high school training because it's time <laughs> to get hungry again. This, this Laker team, listen, we won a championship. I'm not going to say that they got complacent in regards to winning a title. I'm going to put this season on just on just the, the rush of it, the condensed schedule, the injuries, yes. all of those things. So I want to see this team get back to that hungry, okay, they're doubting us. They think that we're too old. They think that LeBron James is over the hill. They think that Anthony right. Davis is Mr. Glass and, 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 uh, right. and street clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be able to prove that they're still one of the best teams in the league. So – you know, I'm curious to see what happens with that. But who do you have in the NBA Finals, QG? Looking at it now, because in the beginning, in the beginning, looking at looking at where everything was going at, I had Brooklyn taking on Phoenix. Okay. But, but looking at where it's at now, especially because I, I said this before, all the injuries and everything that was going on, because once the Lakers was out, I had Lakers versus Brooklyn. So I was right, like, okay. okay, now with everything going on, I may have to say Milwaukee and our our stepkids, the Clippers. Come on, man. Don't do that. I don't, listen, Chris, Chris, I, 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 I am not, I can't stomach a Clippers final. I can't do it. I, I can't, do it. It. can't do I it. I don't want it. Bro. I don't want it. I just think that when it comes to the situation and Booker, you are a Mamba child. Right. So it's time you to have, step up. You have it. And, 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 and he said it a, a million times how much he loves Kobe Bryant, respects Kobe Bryant. He channeled his inner Kobe Bryant when he went out there and played against the Lakers. I'd love to see that kid progress. I, and, and again, I'd love to see it. It's just looking at the way things are. Kawhi Leonard, I don't sleep on that guy, man. He pulls tricks out of his hat. He's the Riddler. That is true. However, they just put out the report. I don't know if you saw it, that Kawhi is going to be out for game one and game two for the Western Conference Finals. Another one. But, but, but here's the, here's the trend, right? Even if they do lose game one and game two, does it really matter? Because they've lost the first two games of every series so far. That's the trend. That's the that's the thing you got to look at, even though they've lost the first. It's kind of like when Floyd Mayweather's getting in that ring. Right. He's give you a couple of rounds. Right. He's going to he's going to fill you out, give you a couple. But then he's going to turn it up in the middle and in the end and take it home. Right. 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 Oh, you know, but I'm with you. If if the if, if we get a Milwaukee Bucks Phoenix Suns series, 
that'll be interesting. But we got to wait and see. Because like right. you said, they, they, these guys could lose the first two. Is it really going to matter? If they're down 3 nothing? <laughs> if they're down 3 nothing, I still I still don't trust them to lose. All. Yeah. I just... It's one of those years, QG, where it's we're in the upside down. I'm telling you, seven is going to yep. come out of nowhere and just, you know, start helping us because there's aliens and stuff out there. Something is going on in the water. Something yeah. is up. Because for this yep. season to be this backwards and this topsy-turvy in Bizarro Land, of course it makes sense that the Clippers would be very close to the NBA Finals. In Bizarro Land, the Clippers are the best team left. Are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is it, why. This is why it's it a bad joke. This is why, I'm, like, just like like you said before, you're waiting for Ron Serling to just come out and and say, <laughs> "This is all Twilight Zone. This is all, all Twilight Zone." Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see the thing that hypnotizes your eyes come around right now. I'm just waiting for him to just pop out and say this is the twilight oh zone. Oh my I'm, goodness. I, I'm I'm gonna have to start, you know, I'm I may have to start picking up drinking again. I I don't I don't know, man, because if I if I see the Clippers, if I see the Clippers have a 3-1 lead and they end up winning the game five by 20, I, I gotta see the Clippers in the finals, QG. Come on, man. No, 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 uh, I don't I, that's not a world I want to live in. That's not I a world I want to live in. I don't want to see any parades. I don't want to see the red, the white. And think the, about the, it. They going to get their regular parade. We still ain't got ours yet. <laughs> Come on, the, man. It's, crazy it's, part, could, right. you, could you imagine if we share a parade? Nah, I don't want no. that. Nah. No, we don't want that. We nah, not we don't no. want that, man. We don't want that. You, you got to be bold. You got to be bold to rock the purple and gold. Facts. I don't listen. You want to see a civil war? You 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 better not have no split parade. That's not happening. What? That's not happening. No, it's not. And you know something? And a lot of people said it from the beginning. They want to see the Clippers and Lakers in the in the you know somehow some way as far as the playoffs go. Right. Like game for game, and and, and as many times as we wanted, as many times we still we still got to settle the score, man. Of course, of course. We or with these guys, even though, you know, we see them during the season, whatever, whatever. But when it's go time and when it's championship time, nah. We got to see them kids and spank their behinds a couple times and let them know, hey, this our house. Right, right. We you, you, you know what? In, 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 there's a little part of me that wants to see them win, right? Yeah. So we won the title last season. They won it this season. Right. Now we're going to have to see who's the best. And we're going to buck up in the playoffs. We're going to spank their ass. We're going to right. another final. And whoever's in the East, it don't even matter. Don't even matter. It don't even no. matter. We ain't focused on that. We focused on taking care of home, establishing home. Because when we beat the Warriors, I was happy. I'm like, yeah. Right, 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 right. They was out of there. Now everybody else is there. You saw my Instagram post. It's like, <laughs> one at a time, we're going to take you all down. Unfortunately, we ran into a little snafu when it right. came to Phoenix Sunshines, but at the end of the day, like you said, train, heal, regroup. And, and and LeBron, bring back some of that secret stuff with you when you in that Space Jam movie. Bring exactly. that back to the whole team. You're right. Give we, it to the whole team, man. Right. Exactly. Give it to the whole team and give double to AD. Give a, double to AD. Hey, Caruso. Caruso, man, wherever you are, you better get your stuff together, man, because we counting on you. Facts. Facts. Y'all all, all I got to get together. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Definitely.
Well, my man QG, before I let you get out of here, man, I always like to play rapid fire with my guests. So, you know, we're going to play a little rapid fire. I'm going to spit out some names here. You're going to tell me who's better. This ain't going to be a debate. I'm not going to argue with you. This is all your all, all your picks, man. So we'll see, we'll see we'll, we'll see what you pick. Gotcha. All right. Let me know when you're ready. All right. I'm ready for you. All right. Better player. James Harden. Or Tracy McGrady. James. You going James Harden? I'm going to say James. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. Better defender, Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman? I'm going to go with the worm. You going with the worm. Okay. I like that. I like that. He, so, he came with some crazy sneaky stuff that, that you don't see on camera. But facts, you gotta facts. Facts. <laughs> All right. Better Power forward. This may be a tricky one for you. Carl Malone or Tim Duncan? I like that. I like that. But uh, but you know what? I gotta be biased. I gotta go. I gotta go with our Taurus brother. I gotta go. <laughs> I go with my Crucian. I gotta go with Timmy, man. <laughs> I gotta say Timmy. You gotta go Timmy. <laughs> I gotta go with Timmy, man. That's 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 the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's that's home, right, right? Right. That's facts. That's facts. I, I like Timmy too, man. I like Timmy too. I say Timmy. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Better defender. Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen? Ooh. Mm. I got to go with. Mm. I'm going to go with Leonard on that. Okay. Okay. I say that. I say that because I like Scotty as an offensive guy. Got you. He's a good defensive guy, but I like I, I like him as the number two. Okay. Okay. You know, and Mike was out. Pippen stepped his game all the way up. So I think I, I I'm gonna go with Kawhi because when I see Kawhi on the court as a defender, he got his arms stretched out. It's like him being on that on that court, man, on that on that pavement. He got his arms stretched out. He looking right at you. I gotta go with Kawhi on defense. You going Kawhi? Okay, cool. I, that's street ball. Let's see. Better better big man defender. Mm. Dwight Howard or Rudy Gobert? <laughs> oh man, I would go with Rudy, man. You go Rudy. You see now, now I have to, now I have to step in. Now I, I have to go, step in. <laughs> you know, you know why, man? Because Dwight. Oh man! Listen, Dwight was legit. As all I said, not as a big man. I'm just, a, just as a defender, the big Def man. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. You know what? <sighs> Dwight. Yeah, he's he's he has his moments. <laughs> he has moments, but it's like Rudy. Rudy is good, but it's like it's like that hot and cold with Dwight. Right. I've seen too many hot and colds with White. That's why I couldn't pick White. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You know, my, 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 my hatred and my passion for Rudy Gobert, just anytime somebody <laughs> says his name, it bothers me. Um, I, <laughs> all right. So you go, Rudy. That's fine. Okay. Better. Hmm. Better hybrid point guard. What I mean by hybrid point guard is that they're small enough to play the point, but they have a in-between game, right? I like, like this. 
So better hybrid point guard, Steph Curry or Allen Iverson? Better hybrid. Oh, my Lord. And these are some two strong, strong guys. You know what? And this, and this is, and, and like you said, this is overall. Right. This is this is overall. This is your opinion. Who you would take? So I, I ain't gonna fight you on this one. I'm Only gonna, one I had to fight you on was Rudy. That's it. I, I'm done. And, and you got legitimate reasons for the Rudy. What I'm with you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but to but to but to answer your question, even though I like the kid, even though he's great and he's and he's the best shooter ever, man. But right. There's something special about that boy to answer, man. Yo, I'm 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 with you. I'm I gotta go because we seen AI do these amazing things in the paint. Right, right. I said this guy got heart. He going up against giants like Curry. Curry can do it, but Curry's more, you know, outside finesse shooting everything like that. AI, he wanna go, he wanna charge it up. AI AI was battling with giants when you can still put people on a butt. What? What? I said this this dude is falling on the ground. He hurt. He, he got a lot of heart, right? And he's putting up them buckets. You remember that game against the Lakers? Game that oh, game. How how can I forget? Game one, phenomenal. Yeah, I yeah. always remember that, and I always respect that. So as far as a hybrid go, I gotta go with my man Allen Iverson. Definitely man. respect, respect. Yeah, better shooter. Mm. Reggie Miller or Ray Allen. I gotta go with Ray. You going Ray? I'm going Ray. You, you you know why I'm going with Ray? I think it's because like Reggie, as 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 good as Reggie is, mm-hmm. he, even though players retire, I'm not gonna say you know they was this was that. I think Reggie only gets that motivation when he has a chip on his shoulder. Okay. To show out, like with Ray, Ray is just a guy. Give it to him. Shoot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 of the championship that he won by doing that when they was in when they was in <laughs> I I still can't get over that I still right. can't get over that play in Miami when he hit that three I'm like oh Yo. yeah oh yeah oh yeah that was <laughs> but, crazy I mean that's Jesus Shuttlesworth for you <laughs> <laughs> shout to Ray Allen that's Ray man so I gotta go with Ray as the better even in Boston even right. in Boston Ray was doing the same thing right I'm gonna nah, go with Ray. Okay, okay. Better pure point guard. And I'm going to give you four names now. You got to pick one. It's going to be tough. Okay, okay. Give it to me. John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, or Chris Paul? Wow. Those are some strong, strong picks. Those are some strong, strong picks. I am going to go with hmm. this is hard. This is very hard. It's a this, tough one. This is the hardest one. This is the yeah. hardest one. Because I'm thinking of all these guys, especially when they were on certain teams. Because the Steve Nash that was on Dallas is, is a different Steve Nash that was on Phoenix and that was on the Lakers. Right. I like that, Steve. Um Chris, especially at where he was at, you know, at the game he was playing now, it was incredible. Um, Jason Kidd, like I said, when he was on the Nets. He, 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 even even when he played on the Mavs, he was okay. Mavs, Phoenix, yep. Phoenix, he was putting in work, man. So, for me, looking at it, how, how it's going, 
I'm gonna give it to the kid. You go, you you go with Jason Kidd. I'm gonna go. And, and, I like and that. I respect John Stockton. I respect John Stockton, especially when he was on the Dream Team and everything like that. When they took on the Bulls and every in, in the finals, he 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 did his work. Right. He holds records. And, you know, I mean, we mentioned CP3 and especially the resurgence that CP3 had. I wish he was still in the game now because he's another guy that played with that chip on his shoulder. Oh, right. I'm th- I'm 36 years old. You're counting me out. Right, 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 no, right. Have it. So Stockton, but, Stockton was a dog, man. He was a dog. Oh, oof, dog. Do you remember that play where he shot it? But somebody on his team offensively interfered with it. Hmm. This was against this was against the Bulls. Okay. Time was going down. He shot it up, and one of his guys didn't think it was gonna go in, so he put his hand on it the moment it was about to it was about to get there. Due to that interference, it didn't go in. Right. So it was kind of like a nail by the heartbreaker. But I'm thinking about the kid when he was on the nets with you know Kittles and all those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, that, that, the, the Keith, bunch. Keith Van Horn, Kenyon Martin, you know uh, Richard Jefferson. Bro, they called them. They called them Special K. They had Kerry <laughs> Kittles and all those guys. Right, right. It was. I like. I like the stuff kid was doing on there, even on Phoenix and Dallas. So I'm gonna go, especially the free throw. I love the way he used to shoot his free throws, man. <laughs> Give a kiss. Kid, put it. <laughs> And it never missed. It kept going in. I said, yo, I got to try that when I'm on the court, man. Respect, respect. Okay, so you're going with Jason Kidd. I'm going to go with the kid. Last one. All right. Better big man or who would you pick as a big man? That's the question. Mm. We're going Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I love all of them. I respect all of them. They all hold a special place in my heart. I'm gonna go with the Superman. You going? You going Diesel? I gotta. You know why I gotta go? <laughs> I gotta go with Shaq Diesel because back in the days, you know, when I, you know, because I didn't have a team. Right. At the, I was a kid. I was just watching basketball and enjoying it during the Michael Jordan era, and I, I respected every player that was out there. When I decided, you know what, I need a team. I, I I'm going back and forth with these with these Nick guys. I don't want <laughs> I don't like how it goes. So now I'm rolling with the Lakers. I said, you know what, let me let me roll with here, especially at the time with Nick the Quick. Right. And you know, our swing man, you know what I mean, Eddie Jones and yep, all these. Yep, yep. I said, you know what, man, let me, let me, let me rock with him. So for me, not only as a player, but as a personality, Shaquille O'Neal really stuck out with me because when him being a big man, he was teased. He was ridiculed. He was made fun of. And on a personal note, I was in the same light. And I said, hearing him talk about it and being inspirational and saying, you know, don't let that break you down, especially the way he played so dominant. Like when Shaq back you down, get out the way. I remember the all-star game where, um, where everybody was talking and uh, Tim Duncan was, you know, it's the Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference. And somebody on the Eastern Conference went to, went to Tim and said, hey, man, I'm guarding Shaq tonight. Tim was like, good luck. 
could beat that. And I love Kareem as a legend. Great player. I mean, who doesn't love the Skyhook, man? It's a thing of beauty. We, we, we all love the cat, man. That's my guy. I absolutely. Love the cat. And, and, and I mean, again, with the dream, Akeem the dream, great player, champion. I love the way he played. I love I love the finesse that he brought in with it, too, man, because he wasn't just a he wasn't just a big man. He played with grace. Right. I love aggressiveness. I love the big man running down the court, pointing his fingers up in the air, and letting you know, hey, man, this is my time. I'm dominant. That's Shaq. I'm going with Big Shaq, You're man. You're going with the Diesel. All right, that's respect, man. Oh, I, that's respect. I like that. I like that. I got to go with Diesel. I like that. I like that. All right, man. Well, Chris, QG, it was fun to have you on, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank it's you. Always, for having- always, always a pleasure talking to you, man. My brother, thank you so much for having me here, man. Always appreciate it. All Absolutely. even. Hey, all the best. Absolutely, man. Just, just let everybody know your, your your social media handle, where they can find you, where they can find Rap Lab and all that. Absolutely. Hit me up on the Instagram, True G underscore QG. Rap Lab Podcast is also on Instagram. Just type in Rap Lab Pod. Rap Lab Pod every Sunday on every streaming platform. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music. Everywhere you can find the Rap Lab podcast coming to you. We discuss hip hop, all different range of topics. We got to get you in there, man. Somehow, some way, we got to get you in there. And we're going to have a nice discussion about could, I could definitely come in there and, and, and throw some troll shots. All right. Because I, I was in there. I was in there in the live when they was talking certain things where, where Alfred just jumped off the bridge in regards to talking about big is overrated. I'm, come on now. He, he's crazy. He's crazy. I, you know how many times I wanted to physically choke him? <laughs> you can't talk about big like that. Yeah, he's bugging. He's bugging. Uh, that was bugging. Yeah. <laughs> on there on the social media, you can find us all on Apple Music, iHeart. I, just, just type in Rap Lab Podcast. You will find us. We will come up. We got a lot of episodes in the can. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode we got coming up, man, because we're going to do the Mid-Season Awards. Definitely, definitely, man. I, I can't wait to, to tune into that. I can't wait to listen to that, man. So I'll definitely talk to you, my guy. My God, thank you so much. I'd like to thank my man Chris QG for coming on the show. It's always good talking to him. Shouts to the Rap Lab. Shouts to Alfred, Rev Barber, T.O. Check out their show when you definitely get a chance to. But I ain't going to lie to you, Chris. QG, just don't talk about the Clippers in the finals. Just don't just do not do it. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. This is Cigar Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So I'm not even going to wait. I don't care about other contestants. I don't care about other candidates. I have my winner. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. 
the new face of the anti-vaxxers. Cole Beasley is my winner for... Tell me. Yeah. Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let, let me just... <laughs> this is so funny to me. Let me just get this straight. Cole Beasley is not a fan of the NFL protocols for COVID and preseason, offseason, all that stuff. He doesn't want to get vaccinated. He doesn't believe in getting vaccinated. He believes that he should be able to live his life the way he wants to. So he said that I'd rather die actually living. I may get COVID, but I will rather die living, actual living, than do what you want me to do. And I don't play football for the money, so I can retire today. <laughs> Here's the thing. He doesn't want to be restricted. And the NFL is telling you, hey, if you want to get vaxxed, okay, cool. You can be able to have regular off-season stuff. There's no restrictions on you. If you don't want to get vaxxed, then you should wear a mask. You should do all of these things because we don't want you spreading this to other people who are healthy. Just be respectful. That's all we're saying. We're not really telling you that you're a leper. We're just telling you, hey, you got two options here. It's just like any job. You can't just go into CVS that you work and say, I'm not going to wear my mask because I, I'd rather die. They're going to be like, okay, you can leave. This is your last day. Pack your stuff and get the hell out. You can go to a Fortune 500 company. And if they have particular rules in place like, hey, don't put fish in the microwave and you continue to bring fish and put it in the microwave and people are complaining, you may end up losing your job. You know why? Because that's their protocol. Rules. So Mr. Beasley doesn't want to follow rules. But the line that gets me is the, I, I can retire today, so then do it. <laughs> Yo, I can't stand people who put out these like statements to look tough and to look like they're doing something when you're really, really small and you're really not that tough. Because if you were about it, you would just do it. And then when people ask you, hey, why did you retire? Why did you quit? This is the reasons why I did it. Respect. I can't respect this man now because you want to behave like a Karen. You want to behave like one of those entitled Richies. I don't want to do this. He's one of those people that goes to Target or Walmart and just knocks down all the all the masks off the roll in the aisle. That's that's what he is. In football cleats. Big dummy. I don't respect dudes like this. It's either you do what your job asks you to do or you leave that job. But newsflash to him is that he's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Russell Wilson. <laughs> Nobody cares about him. The NFL will be just fine without him playing. Just fine. They can find another dumb-looking redhead to catch passes across the middle. They can. So I don't understand what he thinks he's doing here. <laughs> All he's doing is making people realize how much of an idiot he is. Oh, you're one of those. Okay, cool. So now that I know that you're one of those, we won't have another conversation. I'm telling you, man, sometimes I believe that that dummy truck 
just keeps running people over. It's like it's like freeze tag. Some dummy touches you, you're now it. You touch somebody else, they're now it. It just continues to spread. Sort of like COVID, right? <laughs> like it's pretty much the same thing. Idiots and dummies are being spread just like a virus. There's a lot of them that we really don't understand. We really don't see the the level, the mass level of dummies that are out there. So not only do you have to protect yourself out there for COVID, you also have to protect yourself out there for guys like this, for the dummies, for the idiots, the the <laughs> the people who think that the earth is flat, the people that believe that a certain former president is just going to come back into the White House tomorrow. Certain people that believe that Immigrants shouldn't come here and take the jobs that they don't want. <laughs> I bet you if anybody asks Cole Beasley what the greatest TV show of all time is, he'll probably say Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> so Cole Beasley, thank you for your contributions to the show. You're a grand wizard idiot and also a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. So until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. The oppressed must demand it. Juneteenth has never been a celebration of victor or an acceptance of the way things are. It's a celebration of progress. It's an affirmation that despite the most painful parts of our history, change is possible and there is still so much to do happy juneteenth my people you can catch me on instagram and twitter at all even podcasts listen to the show on Podbeam, amazon music spotify and wherever you find your podcast available and check out my youtube channel all even podcast and don't forget to like share and hit that subscribe button with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.